0: Hey everybody, welcome back to On Deck episode 20. Usually, I am joined with uh with by I'm joined by my very good friend Lloyd, but he's not joining me today. His his old computer died. He bought a new computer and his mixer is not playing nice with the new computer. And we figured rather than go without another episode, I would go ahead and do the show solo. If you've been listening to my podcast Games with Bill, kind of know how this is going to go. It's pretty much the same, except for this is only going to be focused on Steam Deck stuff today. So before I get started, big thank you to our supporters, big thank you to all of our members, big thank you to Jorge Uh, Castro for sending in a super thanks last episode. We really do uh, appreciate that. that If you want to know how to do that stuff, there's little buttons down below on the YouTube channel that you can uh, click on to find out what happens. And if you are one of the very first people here throughout the show, there may be a free game code. It will pop up, I think, three of them throughout the show. So make sure that you check that out. Uh, Stick around for the whole show and you might get yourself a free game. Thanks for watching early. All right. Let's jump in with a comment from last episode. This comment comes in from Jacob Nolda, and they say, congrats to Lloyd. Have either of you tried uh, Xbox Game Pass cloud gaming on the deck? I don't have the best internet connection in the world, but Game Pass seems like a really good deal to me. As the deck being my only gaming device, should I rather install Windows or play through the cloud? So Uh, first off we're going to talk about uh, you know installing windows later on in the show so stick around for that Uh, thank you for the comment we do read all of the comments so we cannot reply to all of them using xbox cloud gaming on the steam deck has been kind of hit or miss for me like the first time that i tried it um, microsoft had put out this um Edge browser uh, as a flat pack on Linux, and you would download the Edge browser and then do a couple of command line commands in order to get it to recognize the Steam Deck's controls in the browser. And I played it, and after playing it for like 15 20 minutes, I was like really, really impressed. But then I tried it again, I don't know, like last week, or maybe it was the week before. I, was, I tried lo- logging in and playing a little bit of Halo. And I ran into some issues where I was getting some terrible, terrible latency. Now, if you've been following my content for any length of time, then you probably know that I have said multiple times that Microsoft's um, Xbox Cloud Gaming is of all of the different cloud gaming options, it's the worst one. It has the lowest resolution. It has the most latency. But it has really, really good games. And if you're looking to play games, then that's definitely the one, like, it's definitely an option that you want to take a look at. So what I'll say about Xbox Cloud Gaming, should you try it or should you not, Um, I I bet you can probably find, like, a deal where you can get a month of Game Pass really, really cheap so you can try it out yourself. And I'm going to say the same thing that I always say about cloud services, is that one person's experience cannot predict another person's experience. Because when you go to the store and you buy a piece of hardware like, say, the Steam Deck, um, when, when you have that piece of hardware, you have the same experience that I do because we both have the same piece of hardware. When you're doing cloud gaming, the thing that you have to realize is that the the hardware is removed from the end user and there's a lot of different like points that the data has to travel through before it gets to that end user and if your internet is not exactly like mine well that's because we might have different service providers we may be different distances from the actual nodes that we're playing on we might have different routers and all of those things can cause issues with cloud gaming now I am a huge fan of cloud gaming. GeForce Now, Stadia are both really, really good options if you want to play games in the cloud, and uh, Xbox Cloud Gaming is also a really good option, but your mileage may vary. So I can't tell you that it's going to 100% work for you. I have had issues where Xbox Cloud Gaming felt really, really great on my Steam Deck, and then I also played it, and it... Didn't feel so great on the Steam Deck, so that's definitely telling. Anyway, thank you so much for the comment, and uh, if you have, if you're watching this and you have been using Xbox Cloud Gaming on your Steam Deck, let me know in the comments section down below. Tell us all what your experience has been like. For me, it's been. A good one and then a bad one. So it's kind of hard for me to recommend it. All right, let's move on to what have we been playing or what I've been playing since it's just me. First off, uh, Rogue Legacy 2 is taking up a lot of my gaming time. I think I talked about it last episode. That game is so friggin' good, though. I just I adore it. If you have if you like roguelikes at all, then you owe it to yourself to pick up Rogue Legacy 2. I don't want to talk about it a bunch today, though, because I already talked about it on the last episode. Um, Nino Kuni 2. Lloyd, uh, last episode, talked about the fact that he had picked up Nino Kuni 2. And stick around for later on, I'll tell you where you can get a really good deal on Nino Kuni 2. I think it's like $10. Maybe it was $8. I can't remember exactly, but it was cheap. Uh, but I picked up Nino Kuni 2 for uh, on the cheap. There's a really good deal. And I loaded it up. And my first impressions were A. I love the art style. Uh, B, this story is just bananas. I have no clue what's happening. Uh, C, hated the combat at first, but then as you start to unlock things, as you start to like get your skills and stuff and you, you have the ability to swap out weapons, uh, the combat gets a, a lot better. Uh, they don't do their best job putting their best foot forward. Uh, and then finally... I'm really starting to like the game. Let's talk really quick about this story. And uh, trust me, I've only played about three hours of it so far, so I'm not going to be able to really spoil anything for you. Um, the game starts out... Well, first off, I was completely confused because you turn on the game and it starts out and you are looking at this guy who's the president of some, com- some country. Uh, and it looks like he's driving towards a big city and then he looks out and like there's somebody talking to him on the phone or something. And then he looks out the window and sees a missile coming towards the city. And based on the footage that I had seen of Nito no Kuni 2, this made zero sense to me, right? And then the, the missile hits the city. This is all within like the first 15 seconds of the game. So I'm not really spoiling anything. Um, a missile hits the city. And then next thing you know, you're in some other world and the president is teleported to this other world, and it's another world with, like, cat people and mouse people. I did absolutely no research before playing this game. I just heard that it was a good series and saw that it was a really good deal, and I said, wow, what, what the hell? I'll pull the trigger. It's really weird. The art style is absolutely gorgeous, though. It looks like you're playing one of those, is it Miyazaki? Is that the guy I'm thinking of? Uh, let me know in the comments down below if I'm if I'm getting that right. Reminds me very much of like a Miyazaki film, or oh, there was an old there's an old cartoon from the Black Cauldron. It, it reminded me a little bit of the Black Cauldron as well. Anyway, the the story is crazy. The president gets teleported to some other land, and then there's like a bunch of people trying to kill the king of this land, and you have to like defend them. And that's all I'm going to say about it. Um, Really interesting combat mechanics uh, in this game as well. You have like melee weapons that you can use. And of course, you also have a pistol because, you know, the president walks around with a pistol all the time. Um, but you, you have uh, these melee mechanics where you have like up to three different melee weapons that you can carry. And as you land hits on the enemies that you're playing, uh, that you're fighting, there, you'll get like a little number next to that weapon. And then you can unleash skills based on the weapon that you have selected. and your skills do more damage if the number, um, which I forget what they call it, but like the the number is higher. it goes up to a hundred percent and then you unleash your skills, they do damage. and then you can switch to another weapon. You can also, and I really like that they did this. you can also set it up so that the game will switch weapons for you so that you're always using whichever weapon has the highest percentage, because then you can unlock, um, use those skills, which will uh, do more damage the more the percent is, if that makes sense. It's a very interesting combat mechanic, and I think that it's going to get deeper as I, at this point, I now have two characters in my party, and I think as more characters get deeper, added to my party the combat mechanics are going to get deeper and deeper so I definitely think Nino Kuni 2 is something that I'm going to be enjoying but I don't want to put too much time into it right now because I just got a PS5 which I'm not going to really talk about on this show um, but I've been playing a lot of Final Fantasy 7 Remake on that and I of course have Rogue Legacy to play um, and I have Evil Dead the Game. Uh, I got a review code of Evil Dead the Game um, I tried loading it on my on my Steam Deck. Um, unfortunately, I guess Evil Dead the game is exclusive to the Epic Games Store, which is very disappointing to me. I do, I do have the Heroic Launcher installed. I downloaded it on my Steam Deck. It did not launch. It keeps giving me like it needs a VCC distributable or something. And so I did a little Googling and it looked like if I wanted to get it to run on the Steam Deck, there were a lot of steps that I would have to go through. And so I decided, ah, screw it. I'll just play it on my PC and that'll be fine. Um, I don't want to spend too much time talking about Evil Dead because I haven't been playing it on deck, but it's another one of those Dead by Daylight clones. And this one is actually has some interesting stuff. So basically, when you are playing these Dead by Daylight games, uh, it's asynchronous, asynchronous? That's not the word that I'm looking for. Um, asynchronous is not the word that I'm looking for, but it's always the word that I reach for when I talk about these asymmetrical. Asymmetrical is the word that I'm looking for. You're playing this asymmetrical game where you, uh, it lets, if you're one of the survivors, you have a certain set of tasks to do. And then if you're playing as the demon, you have a certain set of tasks to do. Um, and I, I do like this asymmetrical gameplay mechanics of Dead by Daylight and Evil Dead is really, really like the graphics are beautiful. Um, I will say this about it. The game shipped and you can't change your resolution like at all. There is no option to change resolution. I can go from full screen mode into windowed mode, but I can't change my resolution which is really, really frustrating because I was like, oh, maybe I'll do a stream. So let me do a, a, a test recording. I loaded up my recording software and everything, and I loaded up Evil Dead. And as I was playing, my frame rate tanked. I was running into all kinds of issues, and I was like, okay, well, I'll just lower my resolution and everything will be fine. I'll go down to a 1440p. It's fine for streaming anyway because uh, I have a 4K monitor here. Nope i'm stuck at 4k i cannot lower the resolution i did a little research you can go into like text files and change that stuff but i'm not interested in that kind of stuff so it's really frustrating that evil dead launched like that hopefully they fix that stuff um i'll i'll continue to play it because it's a fun game uh and if you are looking for people to play with hop in our community discord down there's a link in the description down below and maybe we can get a game going sometime. I won't be playing it on my Steam Deck, though, because it's a Epic Games Store exclusive, and that means that I would have to jump through a bunch of hoops in order to play it on deck, and it's just not worth the effort for that kind of game anyway, in my opinion. But you know what? Let me know if you've been playing it on deck and what you think of it. Maybe you decided that you wanted to jump through those hoops. I didn't. Uh, the other game that I have been playing... On Steam Deck is The Long Dark, and this is a very narrative-based survival game where you play as this guy who has a plane, and it seems like. And I'm I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna avoid any real story spoilers. Um, somebody from his life shows up and says, "I need you to to fly me to this location." And while you're on your way to this location, the plane crashes and you are now trapped in the wilderness and have to survive. The voice acting is really, really fantastic in this game. And overall, I do like it, but I find myself really terrible at it. I cannot figure out... Like, it's telling me to climb up a hill or something. I can't figure out what I'm supposed to do. The directions are... Not so great, like they're not really explaining how to play very well, and maybe that's on me. I, I feel like the tutorial is terrible. Um, and m- if you've been watching my content for any length of time, you will hear me say that a good tutorial is very, very important where they teach you the mechanics of the game at a good pace. Oh, you know what? Real quick, speaking of tutorials, back to Nino Cooney, two a lot of JRPGs have a tendency to throw way too much information at you way too quickly when it comes to combat mechanics or just the mechan- the game mechanics uh, in a tutorial sense. Uh Nino Kuni 2 does not do that. They dole it out in a nice, slow pace, so I feel like I'm learning how to play the game without being overwhelmed with too many too many things to learn at once. So, Kudos to Nino Cooney 2 on that, and you know, thumbs down on the Long Dark, not because of the narrative experience or because of the survival experience, but because of the tutorial experience. All right, those are the games that I've been playing uh, on on PC this week, I'm mostly on Deck, but with the exception of uh, what was it? Oh, of Evil Dead and let's move on to the news. The turnaround time on how quickly they are getting new features out on the Steam Deck is just absolutely crazy. So Valve has, for those of you that don't have a Steam Deck or are, you know, just Googling stuff about the Steam Deck for the first time, Valve has this cool button called the Quick Access Menu. You push that Quick Access Access Menu it pops up a, a menu that you can go in and you can say, I want to adjust how many watts of battery usage the, the Steam Deck is using. I want to adjust the um, the refresh rate of the screen. I want to adjust how, what frames per second that my game is going to run at. And it's all in this very, very intuitive, easy to understand um, layout on the right side of the screen I want to know more about how my game is performing. You can turn that on, and it'll show in the top left corner uh, what they call Game Scope, which is a bunch of information about your frame time and your frame rate and that kind of stuff. And one of the things that Valve has been inundated with, I assume, since they showed off uh, this Game Scope and the quick access menu and the features to show to to, to give the end user the control. That we that we have, one of the things that I'm sure that they've been getting requests on is a per game, game basis, and the reason I I believe that is because you guys keep leaving um, messages messages comments. Uh, I'm sorry, I forgot the YouTube lingo. Uh, you guys keep leaving comments in the in in the comment section of my YouTube videos, saying, "Boy, I really wish that this is cool, but I really wish that I could do this on a per game basis, so that." when i'm playing i don't know rogue legacy 2 which is a game that doesn't require a lot of power i can limit the steam deck as much as i want in order to squeeze every every ounce of battery life out of this device but then when i go to play a game like i don't know nino kuni 2 i need a little more power so i boost all that stuff up in order to maintain the frames per second that i'm looking for and that that's absolutely a great use case, because that's exactly the kind of thing that I've been doing. The issue up until now has been, all right, well, I set my settings, I was playing a game, I stopped playing the game, I went and did something else. I come back, I pick up the Steam deck and I go to play a different game, and I've got my Steam deck like locked down to super like battery sipping settings. And the game that I'm playing needs a lot more power than that. And then I'm confused. I'm like, what? what's going on here? Why isn't this working? Why is it performing so terribly? And then you realize, oh yeah, you big dummy, you have it all limited. Well, now you don't have to worry about that anymore because you can set each game to have its own quick access settings which will allow you to very much control exactly how each game runs, and then you don't ever have to think about it again. So instead of opening it up all of the time, when you first get the game, you play it, you open it up, you get everything set the way you want, and then you never have to open it for that game again, which is absolutely fantastic. Per game, performance profiles is huge, a huge change, Uh, just as far as quality of life for the Steam Deck. And the Steam Deck came out, I got mine at the end of February. It came out like March something or other. Like I like it the first ones shipped on the last day of February. And we have seen so many changes when it comes to the Steam Deck. It is literally mind-blowing to me. I talked about the the performance profiles uh, earlier in the week or last week I mean and something that I missed in that patch which was very very interesting is that they also added Steam hardware survey functionality to the Steam Deck. So if you don't really follow Steam itself super closely then you might be wondering what that means. Well think of it this way. Each month... Valve basically posts like these are the this is the hardware that people are using when they are connected to Steam, and it's really interesting to see that most people are still running like a 1080p screen. Most people are running a pretty old graphics card, uh, but now we're act- going to actually be able to see how many Steam decks have actually been into the wild. Like this is going to be. Very, very interesting. The transparency that we keep seeing from Valve is going to be shown next month, probably, when we see what percent of the people who are playing on Steam are playing on Steam Deck. Now, what is that number going to be? I expect it to be incredibly low because A, this is a brand new system. B, it's really hard to get a hold of. And C, I don't have a third one, but I like doing things in threes. So, uh, that's why I said C. I think that next week, or next week, next month, we will find out how many Steam decks are currently connecting uh, to the uh, to the Steam platform. And I think that you're going to be s- surprised at how small a number it is as a percent, but also surprised at how many they've actually sold. I think that that's going to be an interesting number. Make a prediction. In the comments section of the YouTube channel, guys, make a prediction down below. How many Steam decks do you think that they've sold so far? What are we going to see next month on that Steam hardware report down below? Let me know what you guys think. Another change in those same patch notes is how did the deck um, interacts with plugging it into a big TV? Now, I have to admit, I do this very little. I expected... To use the Steam Deck a lot like I do my Switch, where most of the time it's docked and I'm playing my games docked with a controller in hand. Um, And then when I want to go sit somewhere else in the house, I just grab it and take it with me. That's not what I do with the Steam Deck. The ergonomics of the Switch almost necessitated that that's how I used it. But the ergonomics of the Steam Deck are so fantastic that I just find myself never wanting to plug it in. In fact, I decided, I've been playing a lot of Rogue Legacy and I decided I'll play it on my computer a little bit. And I didn't have the back paddles on my controller. I couldn't, I could not function without them because I had been, like muscle memory, had learned how to play that game on the Steam Deck. Going to a different controller was too foreign To me and frustrating and so I immediately shut it off uninstalled the game from my pc and went right back to the steam deck I I have to say Their design for ergonomics on this is just that fantastic and because of that I don't plug it into an external display all that much but when I have I've run into issues where the ui Is scaled up to 4k because I plug it into a 4k screen or a 4k capture card in my case And you just can't really see anything. It makes it too small to really interact with, and it's it's a frustrating experience. Well, Valve have fixed that because I'm sure that there's going to be plenty of people who don't play in handheld most of the time, and those people are going to want to have a properly scaled uh, user interface, and that's what this one of these one of the things that this patch notes does that this patch does. I mean, is it essentially rescales the ui to a 1280 by 800 resolution which is the same thing that you're getting when you are playing on your steam deck now i would assume that yes it's going to be a 16 by 10 aspect ratio but you're now plugging it into a 16 by most people are probably plugging it into a 16 by 9 aspect ratio and so i'm expecting that there's some kind of fixing happening there behind the scenes to make it better but valve even said that uh, more work on this feature and functionality is underway interesting to see what else they can do there Um, and speaking of speaking of uh, 16 by 10 or 16 by 9 stick around we're going to talk about that in a little bit there's some important information coming soon for that that is directly going to influence how you're going to make games run better on your Steam Deck. So stick around for that. Anyway, back to the patch notes. Um, They also added a stop streaming option. So if you are streaming games to your Steam Deck from your PC and you want to stop, in the past, you hit the Steam button and the quick access menu button. It doesn't behave like the Steam Deck does because it's basically just sending you your, your PC's interface and your PC doesn't know what those buttons do. So you didn't have a good way to stop the stream and you would have to go through and exit the game, which is probably the better way of doing it. That's fair. Uh, But they also added it so that if you hit the power button and you're streaming a game, there's a stop streaming option there, which is really, really good. I think that that's fantastic. They updated the keyboards. They made the online offline uh, transition a little bit better. Uh, I never actually switch into offline mode if I'm without an internet connection, I'm just in offline mode anyway, so I never actually make that switch. Um, and then finally, they made it so that you can switch which controller is active. This is something that I never do because, to me, the Steam Deck is a single-player device. But let's say that you're playing with a docked or something and you hook up like your your Xbox controller to it. Um, being able to determine which controller is player one and which controller is player two is you know, that was kind of a hassle. Well, now I guess it's fixed. It says right here, moved reorder controllers button to the other section of the quick access menu. So now you can easily make that switch from the quick access menu, which I think is uh, pretty important. All right, let's move on. Like I said, Valve is incredibly responsive with their patches, and they put out that patch on May 11th. Then they put out another patch, On May 12th, because one of the issues that people found was when they were running non-Steam games, the per-game performance profiles were not working. Valve patched it the next day. They said fixed per-app performance profiles on non-Steam shortcuts, fixed TDP limit sliders temporarily displaying an incorrect value, fixed demos and free games failing to install from the, the Steam store, uh, they fixed something to do with uh, Alt-German keyboards, I think. They added Rumble and Haptics back to the quick access menu, which they removed the day before. I'm not sure what the thoughts are with that. And they updated localization. Just so many patch notes, so little time. You, I just can't keep up with it all. Now, maybe you are somebody who like you want to have a Steam Deck, but you don't want to do SteamOS. You want to do Windows because you know that there's games that you want to play that are not going to work on the Steam Deck, like perhaps Evil Dead the game. Like right now, if I loaded Windows on my Steam Deck, I could probably play Evil Dead the game on my Steam Deck. I am not interested in loading Windows because they don't have an easy dual boot option yet. Now, when a dual boot option becomes uh, uh, available then maybe I'll change my tune. That that right there is the big one for me. But another one up until now has been audio. Like there were no audio drivers on deck for Windows yet. And a lot of people kind of want to hear the games that they're playing. So not having audio drivers is absolutely a deal breaker when it comes to playing games on Steam Deck using Windows. Well... Valve has posted that they have, uh, they have, um, what was I going to say? Oh, they have dropped the audio drivers. They are now out. And uh, here's what they, here's what they actually say. Steam Deck is a PC and other applications and operating systems can be installed. If you're installing Windows, you will need a few additional drivers to have the best experience. Links to these along with notes for installing Windows on Steam Deck can be found below. We are providing these resources as is and unfortunately unable to offer Windows on-deck support. If you get stuck and need a way back to the default Steam Deck OS, please follow these recovery options. Uh, They have an APU driver, that is the combination CPU-GPU. They have a Wi-Fi driver, a Bluetooth driver, an SD card reader driver, and now audio drivers, uh, which is a big deal. Now on that same page, Valve also says this about dual booting. Installing Windows requires you to wipe your Steam Deck and dual boot with SteamOS is not currently available. While Steam Deck is fully capable of dual boot, SteamOS installer that provides dual boot wizard is not ready yet. This will ship when they ship SteamOS 3 later on. And somebody might say, well, wait a second you know, the Steam Deck is out, why isn't SteamOS 3 out? And I'm guessing, I'm just guessing, as somebody who did not make software, I don't know what I'm talking about, maybe I'm wrong, educate us in the comment section section down below if I'm completely wrong about this. I'm guessing that there's all these different hardware configurations out there, and SteamOS just is not ready to run on all of those other hardware configurations. It's ready to run on this hardware configuration and this hardware configuration only now it's in valve's best interest to make sure that this operating system will run on a variety of computer hardware so i do expect that they're going to continue working on steam os3 and eventually launch it so that you can you or i can download it and install it on our machine getting rid of windows and making uh, you know, the people at valve extremely happy. Um, interesting that, that, um, they're saying that, that it's not available yet, but the steam deck can do it. It's just not ready yet. So I think that that's really interesting until it can though, I will not be installing windows. If you've installed windows and you've downloaded the audio drivers and you've got it all working, let us know in the comments. What do you guys think? Is it working as, do you prefer Steam OS 3.0 or 3.2, I guess, at this point? Or do you prefer playing on deck on Windows? Let me know down below, I wanna know. All right, I mentioned this earlier. This is actually kind of a big deal. And I love that the people who are working on the Steam Deck are so responsive and actually talking to their audience on Twitter and stuff because th- this person... Michelle, in a string of numbers, asked um, Pierre Lou Grafai, who is at PlagueMan2 on Twitter, um, they asked him this really interesting question. There's a lot of games that, when you go to play them, they don't have 16 by 10 resolutions that are lower than 800p. And there's plenty of games that I've played that don't have any they don't have any 16 by 10 resolutions available to you as the user and somebody might say well why would you why would you want that well a the screen of the steam deck is a 16 by 10 or actually a 10 by 16 because it's actually a, a portrait screen that's just turned sideways that's not important um, it's actually a 16 by 10. Uh, aspect ratio, not a 16 by 9 aspect ratio. And a lot of games are made with the idea of 16 by 9 in mind. So they'll have a resolution that's 1280 by 768, but they won't have... 768? 720. 1280 by 720. I don't know why I said 768. They'll have a 1280 by 720 resolution. They'll have... Other 16 by 9 resolutions, but they won't have 16 by 10 resolutions. Now, why would you care about 16 by 10 resolutions? Here's why. With, I'm going to bring up the quick access menu real quick, just because I've forgotten uh, what it's called off the top of my head. When you go to your um, your performance tab of the quick access menu, you can do what's called FSR sharpness, which basically allows you to run a game at a lower resolution and then have the Steam Deck try and make it look nicer. You would do this to increase your frame rate or to increase your battery life or maybe increase both. Uh, So like if a game is running and, and you're playing and it's having trouble maintaining 30 frames per second, well, you could lower the resolution, turn on FSR, and maybe eke a few more frames per second in order to lock it at 30 and have a good experience. But a lot of the resolutions that are lower than the default resolution of 1280 by 800 of the Steam Deck are not 16 by 10 aspect ratios. And so you end up with the black bars on the top and bottom, which is not that big a deal but it's a little frustrating. I always kind of hated those black bars. So what Michelle is asking Pierre Lugrify is, can you make it so that the operating system itself can run a script in order to get the Steam Deck to, in, in order to get every game on the Steam Deck to have those resolutions available? And here's his reply. He says, yeah, that's on the list. Oh, actually, I guess I should read the actual quote. They said, sorry to intrude. I was wondering if Valve could make this script as a built-in feature. Currently, many games don't recognize under 800p by 10 resolutions. This goes a long way to fixing that. They posted a link to a script that does that. But, you know, nobody wants to do this on every game. If it's built in, then that's better. And Pierre Lugrify said, yeah, that's on the list. That's on the list. There's a list of things that they're working on, and that's on them. And this is really cool, because when, when the Fox put out his video about the refresh rate of 40 Hertz um, uh, of the screen, uh, the Steam deck screen screen, sorry, like it was either Pierre Lou, it was somebody at Valve had replied to him. he goes, "Oh yeah, we've been working on that as well." And, you know, we'll work on, we'll, you know, we'll we'll have more to share soon. And then, bam, it was here. And now Pierre Lugrify is like, oh, yeah, that's on the list. And the the pace at which Valve is updating the Steam Deck means that it's possible. I'm not saying that it's not, it's not a guarantee. This is not a lock. But it's possible that we could get this feature sooner rather than later. But I think that that's a really cool feature. I can't wait for it to come because then you could get rid of those black bars and still... Uh, be able to take advantage of that uh, FSR? That's not the word I'm thinking of. FSR, yeah. You could still take advantage of that FSR upscaling. Uh, n- maybe I have a, a term wrong here or there, but you guys get the picture. Anyway, what are some features that you want added to the list? Let me know down below. Speaking of Pierre Lugrify and speaking of you know SteamOS being shipped uh, non Steam, Deck hardware. Um, This was actually a really interesting tweet that came out from Pierre Lugrify. He said, Today's NVIDIA 515 Linux beta driver release is a big one. Beginnings of GameScope support and the start of an open GPU kernel module working GameScope screenshot courtesy of NoX Phasma. Um, This is essentially showing that Valve and NVIDIA are working on getting um, getting the Steam Deck, or not the Steam Deck, SteamOS 3, getting that on other, on, a, on other hardware, which, again, is very important. It's great to see them working on getting non-Steam Deck hardware with their software. I think it's possible that we might be looking at the future operating system of gaming and... The fact that you can switch it out of gaming mode and then have a Linux desktop where you can do all of the things that you would normally do on the web anyway, that that is really, really compelling. Again, I'm not going to format my content creation PC because I, I need it for too much. But in the future, I could see a lot of people not using Windows at all and That's very interesting to me. All right, we are running out of time. I've got stuff that I got to go do. So I'm going to wrap up with three fantastic deals that are going on right now. Uh, First off, Humble Bundle has this thing called the Handheld PC Power Bundle. And they are showing if you spend $20, you get these eight games. And I I like that they kind of went out of their way not to say Steam Deck. That's kind of funny and weird at the same time. I don't know if uh, they were worried that Valve would like come after them for using their trademark, or maybe they were worried that they, <laughs> that that other hand, uh, PC manufa- handheld PC manufacturers would get upset with them. Either way, it doesn't really matter. Let's talk about the games, because that's what I'm excited about. Now, I did not buy this bundle, because I've got a ton of games to play, and I already have some of these games, but the games that you get in this bundle For $20, you get these eight games, Orcs Must Die 3, Neon Abyss Deluxe, Mech Warrior Mercenaries 5, Mutant Road to Eden uh, Deluxe Edition, Uh, I'm sorry, Mutant Year Zero Road to Eden Deluxe Edition, Parkasaurus, Paint the Town Red, Exanima, and Orcs Must Die 2. Now, of these, Orcs Must Die 3 is Fantastic. It's really, really fun. Especially you get somebody else to play with. You're going to have fun playing that game. Mutant Road to Eden is like this weird XCOM. Uh, uh, it's like a it's very XCOM like, but you are in this like post apocalyptic world where all the people have been turned into animals essentially, and you play as like a duck and a pig with guns, who go around like trying to, I I don't want to get into this story too much, but you, you go around and you're shooting like zombie guys, essentially. This game is really cool, and I played it on my PS4, and I think I played it on PC as well at some point. Maybe I'm remembering wrong, but I definitely played it on PS4. It's a really, really good game, and 20 bucks for just those two games in my opinion, is a really good deal. Now, I have not played Neon Abyss. I have not played Mech Warrior 5 or Parkasaurus, Paint It Red, Exanima, or Orcs Must Die 2. But those two games for 20 bucks, definitely something that you're going to want to check out. Another deal, the Bandai Namco deal over at Humble Bundle. Again, I've heard nothing but fantastic things about Tales of Arise. Now, again, I'm not going to spend money on this right now. My backlog is ridiculous. I just got Nino Cooney Kuni 2. I've got Rogue Legacy to play. I just got a PS5. I've got lots and lots of games to play. So I'm not going to be picking up Tales of Arise. But maybe you don't have as many games to play. And maybe you're interested in trying this out. Well, Tales of Arise is currently uh, 40% off on uh, Humble Bundle. And it is a Steam code that comes. Now, I am curious. I didn't think to look at this before because it didn't even occur to me. I wonder if that game is what's the word i'm looking for verified like i wonder what it, what that's like on deck so i'm just gonna i just grabbed my steam deck and i'm gonna type it in tales of arise i want to see and i cannot type there we go search store tales of arise from the store i'm looking right now and it is verified That is a verified game that is on sale right now for 40% off. Uh, There's a link in the description down below that like button, so make sure that you check that out. Speaking of links that are in the description down below that like button, by the way, there's a bunch of Bandai Namco's uh, games in those links. Um, Capcom has a sale at Fanatical, so there is a link in the description down below uh, there again, but you can get Monster Hunter Rise Deluxe Edition for twenty eight dollars. That game is normally seventy bucks. Uh, if you don't want to get the Deluxe Edition, you just want to get like the default edition, which I wouldn't recommend. I would recommend the Deluxe Edition. You can get that for twenty five bucks. You can get Resident Evil Village for twenty five dollars. These are all Steam codes, by the way. Uh, Mega Man X Legacy Collection uh, One and Two Bundle for seventeen dollars. Monster Hunter Stories 2 for $26. Resident Evil 2 Deluxe Edition for $17. Like These are really, really good deals. So again, link in the description down below that like button. I want you guys to tell me what game of the the Humble Bundle um, uh, PC, what is it, Handheld PC Bundle, the Bandai Namco sale, and the Capcom sale, which of those games uh, which games in those sales do you think is the best deal? Let me know down below. All right. That's it for this episode of on deck. Thank you so much for hanging out with me for the solo show. Hopefully next episode, Lloyd will have his computer fixed and we will be back at it. Uh, of course, if you have not, uh, uh, that like button yet, please do. And then watch this video when you're done. Bye everybody. Have an awesome day.